to the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. This is Ninja, aka GL. This is a solo podcast. Uh, t- today is May the 4th, a uh, reference to Star Wars. May the 4th be with you. So we are in the first weekend of May, and right now it's in sunny Montreal, sunny Laval, sunny Quebec, and we're still in confinement, but things are easing up. But, however, currently there are a lot of closures and cancellations in terms of conventions. So let's do a rundown. So throughout the entire, the rest of this year in 2020, most of the important uh, events such as Montreal Comic Con, Otaku Con, and uh, DreamHack Montreal are officially cancelled or postponed till next year. And that is... Uh, including Kupocon, uh, um, also that I've mentioned in my earlier podcast uh, that was supposed to happen in the first week of April. Uh, today, however, Geekit has announced that he has uh, secured, if everything goes well, knock on wood, uh, a tentative official date of the Halloween weekend of 2020, uh, October 30. 31st and November 1st uh, in terms of their convention date and they have relocated in Old Port Montreal which was the venue of last year. Now uh, Geekit, uh, what's interesting for me about Geekit is the fact that I did my ninja roaming around and I did pretty well and I've uh, there's a lot of interesting cosplayer that came out during that weekend and there was the usual um so valeria valeria uh cosplay and after that that's where i first met fleur uh cosplay with her uh world of warcraft uh costume and there was a lot of other uh back then um in terms of cosplayer that I now recognize. Uh, but back then, it was my first time actually seeing them uh, at conventions. So basically, uh, to me, Geekit uh, hold a sp- special place in my in, in my repertoire of cons that, I've, that I like to visit. Uh, also, there was a huge Bumblebee that was at the Comic-Con last year. Uh, we'll link... Uh, his cosplay uh, Instagram page inside the description of the episode so that everybody can follow it. Ever since that, I've um, shot a few pictures uh, of the cosplayer. He has been showing up at the different type of Comic-Cons such as uh, Montreal Comic-Con and also I believe Geekit has utilized one of my pictures of the the huge bumblebee as part of their promo flyers uh thank you very much for geekit for that and hopefully you recognize them uh when he actually shows up during one of the conventions which is freaking amazing um beyond that obviously there's not only uh the convention of geekit of cosplayers and everything but also uh there was a lot of venues uh that was um celebrating Japanese culture, Asian culture too. So basically I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Yakai Montreal was also there promoting their stuff in order for the upcoming summer. So I was looking for, I, I, 
I like the the venue that it was at because the fact that uh, it was enclosed, it was a very nice venue to cost to take a lot of photography upstairs. Uh, so basically, uh, there's a mezzanine on top of, that I've shot before in in the old port on that particular venue was at the 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 the, the, the king's the, the king's cave. Uh, so basically, it's a very large port in old port montreal and the advantage with that is the fact that you get a very nice waterfront and a very nice uh montreal view uh because it's elevated so you can actually walk up to the second level now obviously due to the fact that it is uh, considered private it, it is recommended to or ninja the 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 your photos because the fact that you're technically not supposed to be there to do some professional photography uh you need to have permissions and all that but if it's uh if you make it very casual and you know you take your photos on point and everything you probably can escape uh the shot uh i but the thing is, due to the fact that it's a venue hosting and everything, I'm pretty sure that you will be allowed to shoot there. But if it's on off time, don't get yourself into trouble. Don't you get get yourself a ticket? Ask permission permission, or if they don't allow it, um, just don't do it because it's not worth um getting charged for it. Unless you have a lot of money and you want to get that shot, that's up to you. I don't recommend it though. But if you actually do get the shot, uh, it's a very nice view. There's a lot of possibility. Obviously, watch out for uh, sun glare and so forth because that's the number one problem. Use your shades. Use uh, light direction as much as possible. Or get a big, huge reflector and get an assistant, which is uh, one way that I've defeated it. Uh, the sun glare. I also shoot like in the lower level of... The day so basically between five and seven o'clock when the sun goes down so you can get a nice glow and everything or take your shot at before 11 o'clock so that you don't get the noon o'clock uh, raccoon eyes under the eyes so those are the small little tips uh if you're doing it obviously if you're if you're not allowed to be choosy on what time you need to shoot uh bring a huge reflector to bounce off the light onto your subject uh, so that is a geek at news. Let's move on to other news uh, in concern concerning different cons that are happening that has been canceled. So Montreal Comic Con, uh, all tickets are valid for the 2021 Montreal Comic Con. So 2020 has been officially canceled, uh, and it's inside their newsletter uh, and on their all their social media posts so let it be instagram or let it be their facebook page uh if you're are if you are a ticket holder you can you will get a one hour uh preview during their winter mini cons so in the winter mini cons it is roughly one fourth of the size of the actual convention obviously there's the mezzanine where all the cosplayers shows up and make huge group picture and it's going to be the who's who going to appear which i love uh and in the inside it is where all their merchandising and the art all the artists you can get uh some merch there or see rap uh different uh, um artist alley that's going to be present obviously I am, as I mentioned, it is much more smaller. There's no panel uh, during that time. But if you, it, 
the double-edged sword is the fact that despite the fact that it's a small venue, you if you're looking for GIF ideas for your significant other or friends or just want something very uh, comic or anime style of present, that's an option that you can can do. And also, you'll be help, helping out an artist or um or a local artist uh, in terms of merch, and so that they have uh, something to work to work for. Uh, I love uh, mini cons due to that, and I meet different type of people uh, that visit it. Also, in one of my previous uh, podcasts with Sin, we mentioned that the fact that the mini con, what happened is the fact that it's during the winter season and everything. Uh, it is sort of like a tryout uh, for certain cosplayer to try different. Uh, techniques for their cosplay and I, I believe like a lot of the long stay cosplayers um, tend to also treat as an official one so basically they'll be on their A game on terms of presenting their costume and everything um, so despite the fact that it's free and it's a smaller size a lot of cosplayers still want to show their chops out and everything obviously there's also the christmas theme out so i've seen some christmas christmas harley quinn uh, christmas uh, jokers um also i believe uh Hilun, uh and uh axel did a christmas theme cosplay of one piece so uh, I believe Helune was uh, Luffy and Axel was uh, Zoro. So that was uh, with the, the swords as big candy canes instead of the usual swords. That was cool. Also, I believe I've tagged both of them in one of my Minicons pictures back in 2018, I believe. My date might not be proper, but it's something to be seen. Just check out my Instagram feed to... Uh, double check uh, how they are or you can also check their web pages out i'll link them once again into my uh, episode description so with that cancellation it has been moved to 2021 uh it might as well be that because the fact that i don't think we are ready to gather into the big environment and see if there's going to be bad consequences obviously every a lot of people might quote unquote yolo this but the thing is I mean, it's your life and it's your health. It's not. Uh, it, there's a difference between uh, play and you can only live once and having an experience. But the thing is, if you have uh, how the 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 COVID nineteen virus gets around and de- basically decapitate your well being, in which let's say you, you used to work and after you get this virus and you're gonna be feeling very shitty, uh, I don't recommend it. You know, like I've had gastro at least twice. That's not fun. You're decapitated between for three days. I've had appendicitis, for example. That was very nerve wracking, and I I spent uh roughly forty eight hours like clutching my sides and being in pain and everything and it was definitely not fun and after that being in 14 days worth of antibiotics where you cannot drink uh, obviously those who are sober can uh, they don't mind not drinking and everything uh, drinking uh, i don't drink as often neither because i exercise and everything and it does take a toll on your body um but being sick overall, let it let it be having the flu, let it ha- having a serious cough and everything. It's not fun. So uh, 
I commend the fact that these type of events are being canceled, despite the fact that uh, a lot of people are angry, sad, or whatever. It is for the safety of the people. Uh, and like, I mean, people as in the organizer, the cosplayers, the guests, and the the the, the artists and the merch. Uh, the merch people that are coming in to sell their merchandise and everything we are all in close proximity and it is not possible to enjoy uh, walking around keeping the two meter distance and everything uh, so I commend to uh, everybody that, that decided to cancel the, the actual event and or actually postpone it so basically Geek It is postponed and the Minicon is still quote unquote still operating uh, but the the major events it has been postponed to 2021, which is more than fine. Kupocon, uh, same thing. It's a big event. They had uh, special guests in terms of the voice actors. I know that the fact the Final Fantasy VII remake has been uh, published, uh, avail- made available. Everybody's raving about it. It's an awesome game. I wish I had a, P- a PS4 to play it, but. I don't. I was very considering to buy a PS4 just for the game and everything. It's still under my mind, but I have other stuff to do, so I'll be holding that off. But I did pick up Street of Rage Four. That's gonna be another comment for another podcast. Um. So moving on for stuff that are being canceled, OtakuCon. I wish like I I. It's been mentioned to two of my podcasts: one with Sin, one with Jason. We wish. Otakukon was still happening, but August is very iffy, especially when they're inviting guests and everything and to secure the venue. Even the venue is not sure to be allowing to Otakukon to actually host it and everything, so why chance it? Just postpone it. But they have a online version coming in August. I'm looking forward. What does it pertain and everything? Uh, it's not the end of the world. I will be uh, so one of the cool things about OtakuCon is the fact that I really love my experience behind it. Um, I'm gonna see how reaching out to a lot of the cosplayer can I do a social distancing cosplay photography with them and everything. I know I have a few cosplayers in mind that I would like to reach out. It's still TBD. Uh, I do not want to risk any safety of the cosplayer in order to achieve this obviously i'm gonna be wearing my ninja mask i'll have some protection i'll have some purell on me and everything uh everybody needs safety uh involved uh but you know uh the show must goes on i know a lot of cosplayer currently uh such as axel veins Vir- virgo cosplay uh valkyria uh valkyria it's uh, gonna messed up the the pronunciation eventually. Um, they're all uh posting a lot of their uh cosplay on their social media feed. Uh, there's others ones. Uh, local super, also big up to her. Uh, I believe she's the best Harley Quinn so far that I've seen. Like classic Harley Quinn. Uh, the you know with the hammer and everything. She was here. Uh, during Minicon um, twice in a row. I've captured her uh, more than enough eco- occasions. Uh, this past year, she was uh, the Dark Knight Returns Robin. Uh, the year before that, she was the Christmas uh, Harley Quinn with all decked out and everything. Her her smile brings such cynicism, uh, sinister, 
it's a very sinister happy smile that i fear for my life good thing i can actually capture her from a very long distance uh that's my advantage of being a ninja but her cosplay is welcome she's from uh ottawa so it's very interesting uh that she comes in with one of her best friends cosplay and that's the advantage of all these conventions and everything you don't know where they come from and everything it could be from a long distance i've i've driven to drummondville uh for rubicon uh this year my first time there i took a sunday out i got to see the presentation and i actually got a to to it, it was very small i'm sorry that i missed out on the saturday event where they were just rolling out a lot of the uh masquerade contests and everything on a on a on the grand stage and on the auditorium and everything but despite that showing it up like it was an hour and hour and so drive and everything still to see all the prize being um shown out uh i miss um, pixel art was there too did a few bts photos over there um a lot of the judges are people that are within the uh, cosplay industry uh, a lot like Hilune was there without axel this time so basically uh, i got to manage to see her zoro costume for today she was one of the uh, judges plus she had a table and everything uh bigs up verbs because you know it you know distance wise it gotta be worth it but the thing is she was happy that the fact that she showed up got a lot of support uh for 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 her to show about to show up and everything so basically and it was a lot of other cosplayers like mil nuage for example she was very she's always very elaborate on her cosplay uh when i always seen her during uh like for example dreamhack uh she showed up as one of the cosplayers um also in letter ts uh, and and she's really representative she really goes all the way out to for her cosplay and it's always fascinating that she on top of that she she showed up at rubicon uh so it's very amazing for a lot of people to just take their weekends show up to cosplay to show up their passion to cosplay and everything uh so moving on in terms of esports my favorite one dreamhack montreal uh, has been postponed to 2021 um, as an esports fan and the fact that mirage typically uh, booked me for that uh, i'm gonna miss out but the thing is obviously obviously land games meaning that you're elbow to elbow it's a very tight space if you look at all my pictures from the last dream hacks from uh 2019 2018 when it was at the olympic stadium um the area where where you had the BYOC, it's very tight. Even when I was passing around without my bag, I all the uh, extra items that all the BYOC players were bringing in, so blankets, pillows, extra chairs, professional chairs on top of that. Like I have a need for seat chair, and that's heavy as hell. I actually bought it during one of the DreamHack uh, when I was at Bonaventure, DreamHack 2017. I have no regret behind it, but I cannot imagine to actually haul that thing up. So I give big ups to all the BYOC players that actually bring in those chairs. Obviously, because of the fact that you're in a BYOC environment, you're landing and everything, you want to be comfy. Comfort and ergonomics is a very important thing uh, when playing. I used to rough it up 
like I used to have a standard mini desk and I used to play actually with my left hand. Um, but I am a right-hander, but I due to placement of a tube monitor, I didn't have an LCD back then and, and uh, mouse mat placement and desk size and everything and the location of my bed and yada, yada, yada. Uh, I had to play with my left hand and that was not fun, but you had to tough it out. I remember that my nephew uh, didn't want to spend too much. And we were, you know, when you, you're a teenager, a kid, college kid, and everything, you couldn't invest a lot of money, a large amount of money. You had to make do. We're not at the age of a $2,000 gaming monster machine in order to push 125 FPS uh, uh, 4K stuff anymore. Uh, so my nephew, when... Uh, his tower was overheated we had to open up the side case and actually put a fan a legit fan next to it so that you can cool it down yes it was ghetto as hell but the thing is you gotta make do uh so fast forwarding to a lot of the cool new cases uh, that i've been seeing in byocs and everything it's amazing to see but the thing is you know in terms of elbow spacing and everything it's very tight so basically due to the uh COVID-19 uh that we're experiencing and everything postponing the the, the DreamHack MTL makes the most sense because the fact that it's still too early to see if everything's going back to normal and everything and as the government has mentioned uh they're slowly reopening a lot of the industry up but the thing is protection and distancing needs to be respected and everything because we don't know uh how widespread our this type of thing, uh, this type of virus is still happening and everything. And, you know, if you are in a closed environment uh, with face mask, and, face mask and everything, it helps to prevent uh, the, the, the spread. But the thing is, it's not very comfortable. I was in a plane ride for 12 hours long uh, when I visited Jap uh, Japan. And trust me, my ears and my nose was hurting after 12 hours being with a face mask on obviously i had the option to take it off i did so when i was eating and and everything but uh the rest of the time when i was watching a movie or uh resting i had it on and just for prevention purpose and the fact that you're preventing yourself and others with you um uh for for that uh, uh, for the spread and everything and it's not very comfortable and imagine you're landing everything and you want to be optimal it's not going to be fun to have it on uh, so having so having it postponed was expected and everything it's better for everybody for that on top of that not only that DreamHack Montreal wouldn't be the same if travel restriction was not lifted a lot of the players international players were coming in we used to have millennials coming in for rainbow six for example north america the united states for example a lot of those teams came in uh last year brazil for a team liquid their rainbow six team came in and everything in order to play on the group stage and everything they went all the way to finals obviously they lost uh unfortunately i mean they lost and um that's uh bad news if we can't get those teams to come in for DreamHack Montreal. I mean, sure, we can have local teams or very close local to come in, but the thing is, DreamHack wouldn't be DreamHack without the mecca of different type of North American teams, even international teams coming in to play for the ranking and everything. Think about WCS, for example, that are coming in from ESL. Well, 
DreamHack Montreal used to be part it was announced as part of their ranking system and you know if WCS uh, North America, for example, wasn't uh, wasn't happening, it's not going to be the same to have uh, to not have Surreal uh, come in, uh, Scarlet come in, and everybody else come in in order to play uh, the WCS ranking for StarCraft Two, for example. It's not going to be the same. Not having the casters neither, casters from Europe coming in to call the shots and everything, Nathanius and everybody to come in and everything. Obviously, it's a touch and go. Maybe we will have some replacements. So another event that was announced, um, Evo, for example, which is another uh, event that I pay attention to every summer, uh, FGC, uh, that got canceled officially. So because of the fact that the Las Vegas itself is has been completely shut down, so there's no event on that. There's nobody being received at the Mandalay Bay, which is the venue for the Evo. Uh, usually they have announced for an online tournament we will see what's going on with that a lot of a lot of players and 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 just fans overall are are very snickering about evo playing online and the fact that playing online for fighting games is not a very good experience i personally don't care much about it because of the fact that I don't play online for fighting games as much i prefer to have the the couch experience like you know just uh, 2v2 it, um, 1v1 it uh, locally, uh, Smash Bros and, and some of that. But understandably, if they want to pull it off online and it, for some reason it's very horrible, that makes basically means, hey, programmers that are on this, step your game up. Because the fact that if FPS are being played online, well, guess what? Fighting games should be able to play online also. I do not know what's the limitation. I'm not that type of programmer. Uh, but the fact that if it it decreases the performance of the experience of EVO by playing online, well, guess what? They It's going to be exposed and it's going to be bad on the developers Uh to to, exp- to to have this showcase. So basically all the net codes and everything. Um, that has been talked about with a lot of analysts over the years. It's going to be exposed and that's going to be detriment on uh, the game developers. Uh, hopefully that's going to expose the holes, the holes in their uh, infrastructure. And maybe it's going to make them worry enough and think on their feet in order to pivot this and provide a patch to make it cleaner and safe and awesome experience eventually. That's still yet to be seen. Hopefully by July, we will have more information about the EVO experience in 2020. And also in August, let's uh, see what will be the experience for Otakutan. Um, I'm going to close this out with uh, say, uh, giving a big up to Miss Harvey on uh, having a second uh, invitational women uh, tournament for Valorant. Uh, I personally watched it uh, because I had, I uh, first off, it's Miss Harvey, so it's going to be an interesting experience. Second off, there was uh, at least three members from Team Center Scout that participated, including uh, one of my guests at, in a future podcast, Annie on Fire, that played into the, into the tournament that got paired up with Miss Harvey. Uh, we got to see how the game out. Uh, so far, you know, Valorant itself. Uh, they just released ranking position, uh, ranking mode. 
Uh, it's still touch and go, but the thing is, everybody's slow but surely. A lot of the Overwatch players are coming into Valorant, and there's a few CS players that are coming into Valorant, or CS players that are currently playing CSGO, uh, taking a break and switching over to Valorant as a breaking uh, breaker type of game, you know, you or have Animal Crossing or you have Valorant right now uh, as one of the games to go. Uh, it's very interesting to, to see them play that and have similar strategy uh, in the CSGO in terms of map awareness. But now with uh, heroes coming into play, uh, it gives a different dynamic into the play style and everything. But I, I've been watching different type of coordinations and... Uh, so far, it's been a very positive experience. On top of that, uh, having an all-female um, uh, tournament was also interesting to watch. And, and it doesn't uh, take away any of the skill levels of all the women's ladies that I've played uh, during that tournament. Uh, so, uh, recapping. Bummed out uh, on all the tournaments that have been cancelled so far up until at least October. Um, but it is what it is. Better safe than sorry. Uh, so that is my current view on that. And I will see you next time.